Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. This is a Friday show. Uh, we haven't done a Friday show since Elisa Profumo left the show. Uh, but we are doing one today uh, with Nate Morrison. This is Military Fitness Radio. How are you doing, Nate? I'm doing great, Carl. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. And um, I like the theme of today's show. Um, I cool. really I, Well, and it actually fits into a lot of things in life, even though we're going to be talking about ad- adaptation to exercise and training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and in fact, it's something that uh, the majority of fitness gurus have capitalized on mm-hmm. by by leading people to believe that they can have it all, that there are magic beans, and they know what they are, so you have to follow them. Right. I mean, it's really, uh, you know, people say, well, I want to build muscle and burn fat. Well, you can do that, but they are mutually exclusive of each other, and they happen in different ways in different times. Now, you can do it in micro cycles, or you can do it in macro cycles, or you can do it in really long cycles, focusing on mm-hmm. what burns fat or what builds muscle. But you can't have it all right now, and that's where people lose it, isn't it? I mean, that's really what gets people, when they learn that that's actually the truth, that's where the, the, the shaft from the wheat falls, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's and it's really, you know, any any trainer out there, you know, will easily be able to relate. It's it's actually kind of heartbreaking to be a coach or a trainer and to have someone come in and say, "Hey, uh, I want to lose thirty pounds. I've got this wedding in in a month, and I've got to look good." And and you just look at this poor lady or this or this poor gentleman, and you say, and, and you know, you face a moral dilemma at that moment, right? You know, you you can say. Um, yeah, absolutely. We can do that for you. No problem. Just give me your money, and and we'll do that. Yeah, you'll be, and, you'll well be, and you'll be disappointed. Yeah, you'll be disappointed. But right. I'm prepared for the disappointment because that's what you pay me for. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or you can give them the truth and say, "Hey, listen, you really should have come to me like six months ago, uh, because that's that's really probably not going to happen." But 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 um, let, let's talk about for a second. Let's deviate from the theme of the show just for a moment and talk yeah. about why that is. So. Mm-hmm. That is really because of the new style of fitness marketing that happened around. I'm not blaming it on Joe Weider, but I'm, around mm-hmm. the time that Weider came into the game, it all became: yeah. you have to train this way, you have to drink these pro supplements, you have to take these supplements, you have to do these things, and that's when they started to do the like before and after type stuff, right? You know, they like, yeah. like, like I, I'm trying to think of the guy Casey Viator, I think it was. With uh-huh. uh, with uh, the guy who invented Nautilus, I, I don't know why I can't. Arthur Jones, remember Arthur when? Jones, the, remember yeah. when he stopped? He stopped training completely for like seven months. Uh huh. And he lost like thirty five or forty pounds of muscle. Right. And then he started training, and they were like, mm-hmm. he put on forty pounds of muscle in three months training the Nautilus way. And it was, and everybody was like, "That's insane! I'm going to do that." But I mean, it's that kind uh-huh. of mar- isn't it that kind of marketing that really is at the fault that the average person thinks 
you can really get shredded in six weeks and look great like that fast? Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 the thing is, is that there's so much obfuscation that goes on where you know the the devil's always in the details. I mean, you can't take a guy like Casey Viator and 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 think that he's the normal guy. I mean, he'd been training for what ten, twenty years at, at that, that point. point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so okay, he he goes on a um, on a vacation of sorts. Uh, to think that he's not going to gain that back that fast is just insane. And to say that, well, hey, anyone can do this. It's you know, it's uh, well, it's the ad, the ads the ads made it sound like he didn't lose it and gain it back. The ads made it sound like he put on all this muscle from doing this and eating that, and no yeah. one and a lot of people didn't realize that. He had already been whittled down from that size. Right, right, absolutely. And especially then, because bodybuilding was such a fringe thing. Right. You know, nobody knew who this guy was. Um, You know, they were going after a whole new market, and that was kind of a big deal. And, you know, when you understand what marketing does, I mean, really, I think it's why I haven't had the success that that I could have, because I just simply can't lower myself to sit there and, and... if not outright lie, pander. completely mislead people. Yeah, pander, you know, and, and that's I, what and that's what marketing does. Marketing t- tells people that they can have what they want if they take this mm-hmm. action, whether it's true or not. Right. They tell them that's what that's what it is. So, so, right, so right. everybody wants results now, right? That's the problem. They do. It, it's the number one thing. I mean, I'm sure you see it out there on the forums. Like, um, I, I'm not sure if you're still doing the anabolic minds forums or anything like that, but. You know, these things are full of guys that they get on, and, and we all see it. It's, hey, anyone got a good workout? Like, really, man? A good workout? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and any any engagement with this guy, he wants something that in the next seven days will turn him into Arnold. Right. And it's like, that's never going to happen, man. Um, and what then happens is they go from one person that makes them the promise they want to hear to the next person. Um, a lot of these guys, you know, they'll jump gyms, you know, once a week, once yeah. a month. Once well, a they, 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 uh, they training hop, you know, so today they're doing five yeah. by five and, oh, it didn't work fast enough. So now they're going to try this. And then they, and, and the funny thing is if they did one thing long enough, they'd see results. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, you know, we have a saying that, that, that says that everything works for a while. Right. You know, but you, you got to give it time. To work, uh, you got to stick with it long enough to see the actual results, and um, and and really that consistency is is everything. There's um, you know, there's a guy um, he's he's big in the business leadership world, Simon Sinek, and he's great. I love his stuff. Um, he's the guy that did um, uh, start with why and finding your why, and uh, leaders eat last are a couple of his books. But one of the things that he noted. When it, uh, in, in particular, what he used the example of physical fitness. He said, you know, we can tell you that um, sitting around on the couch is, um, you're never going to get fit if you sit around on the couch. And we can tell you 100% that if you were to exercise, you'll definitely become more fit. We can't tell you quite how fit you'll get, but we can guess. But we definitely can't tell you how long it will take. And he was talking about lifestyle habits. Right. But he said, what we can guarantee you is that um, you'll be healthier, you'll achieve a level of fitness that, uh, with that habit, with that lifestyle, 
that you'll never get with this one over here sitting on the couch and doing whatever. And, and people don't like the nebulous piece of it. But what they don't understand is that their perspective is a little bit warped. What they really should be looking at is, is kind of a life cycle type of attitude. And when I say life cycle, I literally mean your life cycle. So um, it, it's not that, well, you know, you only exercise when you're young. You actually need that exercise more the older you get because of, of aging and hormonal profiles changing and so but on and you, so forth. You know, you, know, you, know, you know what one question would level the playing field at the beginning of the discussion with any new client? Mm-hmm. First, you ask them What's to that? tell well, – well, two questions. First, you ask them to tell you what they want to look like and what their expectations are. And then they're right. going to tell you, oh, I got a, I got a, a school reunion coming up in three months. I want to drop 15 or 20 pounds. I'll put on some muscle. You know, I want to just reverse everything. And then mm-hmm. the second question that needs to be asked is, so how long have you been working on uh, putting your, your body in disrepair? What? Well, well how yeah. long have you been? Yeah. How long have you been working to get to where you are now? What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, how long have you been sitting and eating and slow thing and smoking and doing? All- oh gosh, well, I, I've been doing that for thirty years. Okay, so let me get this straight. You've been working on this body for thirty years, and you expect me to change it into what in three months? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, there, and there is a saying, as, as you know. I think I've heard you guys, you and uh, and Rob Regis say it. Um, that you know, it, it, in reality, it'll probably take you about that amount of time to reverse it. Sure. So, what are you waiting for? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. So, yeah. so yeah. Uh, training takes time. I understand that, and most people are starting to understand that. We understand that. So, for those people yeah. out there, but they they still want quantitative answers, right? And what you're saying they here do. is that it's the metrics that you're looking at that will will show whether or not you're doing good at the journey. The problem is most people have in their mind. I want to look this way, and when I stand on the scale, I want to see that number. But they don't take yeah. into, into account the changes in connective tissue and physiology and neurology and all that sort of stuff, right? Right, right. Well, they've not been taught that in, in the magazines. You know, Men's Health hasn't really done a very good job of making that point, have they? Um, right. You know, women are one of my favorites. You know, women, um, you know, they think that one pound on the scale is, is this huge success. And they're so disheartened when I explain to them that, you know, depending on uh, what time of the month it is and, um, and what's going on and what, you, what you've consumed over the last 24 hours, your body weight can fluctuate plus or minus 8 pounds. And so these women are saying, I just want to lose 5 pounds. Well, don't drink any water for the rest of the day. Done. That's right. easy. What else do you want to do? Um, <laughs> And they really hate that. I actually, um, I actually came up with a great, I came up with a great idea for a diet just now. Yeah. Okay. So you tell people, I guarantee you, to, you, you will lose a pound a day if you follow mm-hmm. my directions. Change nothing mm-hmm. about what you're doing. Every night, weigh yourself when you go to bed, and then in the morning, weigh yourself after you poop. I guarantee you'll be a li- at least a pound lighter <laughs> every single morning. Guaranteed. <laughs> now it won't accumulate. Right. You won't accumulate a pound a day, but you will lose a pound a day, guaranteed. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. That's a Absolutely. book. That's, that's a book I can more. sell. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you have it. You know, and I think it's these details that people just don't understand because no one's bothered to be upfront with them about it. They just show the before and act after picture. They make outrageous promises. Um, you know, they, they credit the, the performance of steroids to uh, a, a regular program, uh, if you will. You know, um, 
that type of thing. I've seen that a few times out there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, <laughs> and, and I, I, you know, I love Rob's, uh, Rob Regish's attitude on this where, you know, he hates to use the word steroid-like results because everyone uses it, and it's complete hogwash. It's, right. It's just a bunch of baloney. Right. If you want steroid-like results, use steroids. There you go. It's, um, but you know what the funny thing about that is? You know what the funny thing about that is? Huh. Most people who are neophytes are disappointed because they don't understand that the steroids don't give you muscles. The training that you do while using the steroids, so you still have to work hard. And if yeah, you're not willing to work yeah. hard, you can you can t- you could shoot a gram a day of testosterone. You, you, all you're going to do is be bloated. Well, it, you know it's hysterical that uh, that you said that because just I want to say yesterday I saw an article and I wish I had shared it with you. I apologize for not doing it. It came out of um, out of the UK, and um, I think it was the Daily Mail, uh, which is a, a newspaper over there, where there's a guy suing the doctor. He got this doctor to give him steroids. And then he didn't work out, and he's suing the doctor because he didn't get the results that he wanted. Yeah, this is just silliness. <laughs> this is silliness. Somebody needs it's to slap amazing. him in the back of the head really, really hard. That's right. absolutely. But but the, you know, I think people just they need they need to understand what the correct metrics are, and and the correct metrics are not always um, you know what you see in the mirror. In fact, what you see in the mirror isn't going to change and what you see on the scale isn't going to change for a while. Um, I tell all of my clients that are interested in weight loss, don't count on either of those things changing for at least two months. You know, just everyone's a little bit different. Um, women especially will drop a program in a heartbeat yeah, I know. when they step on the scale and see that it's gone up they, 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 gain they, women, faster than fat. Women can do it in a day. They'll start a new program, like, oh, I'm going to fast. And so they, yeah. fa- they fast on Monday. Tuesday morning they wake up and they weigh themselves. They go, I'm two friggin' pounds up, and I fasted all day. I'm not even right. fast, and I'm going to do something else today. It's like, <laughs> give it a chance for crying out loud. Pump the brakes a little bit here. Give it a chance. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely, and and you know our, my favorite thing, I, you know John Bernardi talks about uh, you know not starving yourself. You you have to feed the machine, and you know they'll they'll starve themselves and then wonder why they don't lose weight because their body's in starvation mode. Yeah, their metabolic rate drops uh, from two thousand calories a day to twelve, <laughs> and they're like, right, I didn't. Right. All I ate yesterday was six hundred calories. Yeah, and your body stored five hundred and eighty of them. That's you know? right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. People just don't understand what it is that they should be looking at and what considerations they should be taking into account. So when when you begin an exercise program of any kind, someone really needs to be very upfront with you and talk to you about the adaptations of exercise and how long that actually takes and, and maybe enlighten them on the fact that you've been lied to by people trying to sell you things and now it's time, it's time to come into the real world, and let's actually get this thing done. Um, which, interestingly, there's a lot of psychological resistance to that, uh, because people love the lies that they tell themselves. They love to be comforted. It's a quick dopamine hit. It's not serotonin, um, you know, and, and it feeds that satisfaction for the moment, but drives them into continued unhappiness down the road. Right. Um, but, but even... I mean, it, it, it's painful to, to watch people uh, people's reactions and to explain to them, you know, even just for something that's, you know, such a simple, uh, a simple uh, single-joint exercise, 
you're not really going to adapt to even doing these exercises in the first place for up to eight weeks. Something simple like the curl. If someone's never curled before, just to do that may take eight weeks. Um, just to get the neurological programming, to, to get the tissues over the shock of what the heck is this? You know, I, I, um, I took off training legs for, for almost four months. In fact, I looked at my training diary before I went to the gym uh-huh. yesterday, and I trained legs once a month for the last two months. And prior to that, I didn't mm-hmm. do anything because of my injuries and all that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. I decided I'm ready to start training legs again. And yesterday I went to the How'd gym. Go? I, all I can tell you is that my legs literally felt like rubber all night long last night. I don't remember them ever being this <laughs> sore or this uh-huh. week. And, it's, and I've lost a lot of muscle mass in, on my legs, and I've lost a lot of strength in my legs. Uh, I'm yeah. sure it'll come back like Casey Vider, but it is shocking. Uh, we, we, you know, yeah. we take it for granted because we're training for decades that we can go in and and do that particular leg workout week in and week out, and then all right. of a sudden you take four months off and you're an old guy like me going to be sixty, and then you go yeah. into the gym and train legs and you go, holy f, what? Like mm-hmm. I didn't feel like this when I was a newbie. Right, right. Well, and and you know that brings up a very interesting point, which is atrophy, which is of course the opposite of adaptation. And what's important for people to understand is that um, adaptation is a, a, a feed forward or, or a positive. There's, there's, there's positive and negative adaptation. So positive adaptation is, is moving towards meeting the demands of the, you know, that specific adaptation to impose demand. But it works the other way around because, you know, we've talked about before how the body's always trying to be efficient. And so... Um, you know, homeostasis is, is really a negative feedback loop. It's negative adaptation. It says, what are we really doing here? You know, we're not using the legs. What, what are we carrying all that muscle for? Get rid of that stuff. It's right. like I equate it to, to your mother. You know, she walks into your room and, as a kid and says, you're not using this toy. You can't pick that up, so that's going in the garbage. And, you're doing yeah. and you know, she just throws it out. Well, what do you do to keep your mother from throwing all your toys out? You pick your keep using them. up. Pick them up. Your yeah. Coats up. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. And that's a metaphor. Well, it's actually not a metaphor. It's it's the truth of life itself that you have to always continue to use what you've got because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah. Period. And so we gotta we gotta use it, you know, a little smarter. Um, so I want to I want to yeah. I want to take, take our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about what adaptations take what lengths of time because I think this uh, people find it. this very very interesting. We're yeah, talking today definitely. with uh, Nate Morrison. This is Military Fitness Radio on a different day. Usually it's on a Thursday. You're not drunk. Um, Nate's, <laughs> Nate's website is militarymultisport.com. If you are uh, military personnel, you can get long-distance training with some of the best in the world by going there. Uh, and if you're not uh, in the military but you just want to be a badass, you should go there too. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. 
That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N labs.com. You've heard about turmeric, and you probably use it. It's one of the most talked about health foods in America. Pure Indian Foods sources certified organic turmeric from small farmers in India. This limited edition turmeric is standardized to contain high, naturally occurring curcumin, which is the good stuff you want. It's also lab tested for heavy metals, which you want less of in your food. Psst. Don't tell too many people about it. It's limited edition. Get yours today. Go to highcurcumenturmeric.com today to learn more. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrantil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms, and it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. Can see eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how can see eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Ever feel like you want something crunchy? From the company that gave us the Quest Protein Bar, now comes the Quest High Protein Potato Chips with 21 grams of high quality protein and only 5 grams of carbs and no artificial ingredients. Just like Quest Bars, you'll feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest High Protein Potato Chip banner ad today and get ready to be satisfied. Thanks to Quest Nutrition, chips just aren't what they used to be. Do you know how to properly use carbohydrates to ignite your performance in the field and in the gym? You will now, thanks to this free book by EFX Sports. The Carb User's Guide for Maximum Performance reveals why omitting carbohydrates from your diet can totally crush your gains. Ever wonder how many grams you need for your specific sport? Not anymore. We give you the critical number you need to dominate your competition. You'll even discover the super carb that's taking the athletic world by storm. You must try it to believe it. Go to getcarbolin.com forward slash carb guide today and get your copy absolutely free. Once again, it's G-E-T-K-A-R-B-O-L-Y-N.com forward slash C-A-R-B-G-U-I-D-E. Move over, superheroes. This is the Superhuman Channel. Welcome back. This is Military Fitness Radio with Nate Morrison. I'm his affable sidekick, Carl Lenore. <laughs> I am his. I am his Ed McMahon. <laughs> the best interview I've ever had. Take it away, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> 
man. So, so different adaptations take different lengths of time, different periods to actually adapt. So give, give me an idea. What are we talking about here? Yeah. So, so the first thing is that there's lots of different adaptations that occur. Um, one of them that we've already talked about is the, the neurological adaptation to a specific exercise. So let's say you've never done, um, I don't know, let's say, let's say the, the barbell clean. Um, well, that's actually kind of a bad example. That, that one's going to take you a decade to master. So let's go to something a little easier. Bench press. Um, the bench press will take you a solid eight weeks before you have what I would consider to be a beginner's skill in that exercise. Um, and even people that, that have a few years under their belt uh, are still doing it wrong. You know, we see this in the gym all the time. Uh, a lot of that is because they learned it wrong, and then they just so 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 real real it. quick zero in flared elbows bad idea these types of things wrong you're talking about or uh, the the width they grab the uh, bar or yeah well, all of it every bit of it you know the the, the whole shebang um, what about but, the bounce what about the bounce off what about pattern. the bounce off the chest isn't that an important step in the in the bench press. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if you went back to my high school, you would think that. You would. Think I don't that. know why there um, aren't. I don't know why there aren't more crack sternums in the gym. I watch guys bench press, and it's yeah. like, and like they just literally at the at the bottom third of the movement, they just they just their arms are out of it, and the bar comes down and hits their chest, and then they reengage yeah. as it bench it bounces off of their chest, and you see their <laughs> muscles pull back. In. And I'm like, dude, you you don't have a crack sternum right now? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Right, right. I'm surprised myself, but as a guy who's done a lot of CPR, you'd be surprised at just how deep you've got to go to crack that thing. Yeah, I don't want to so, know. I don't want to know. It's a, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a spooky feeling. Yeah. But for a simple exercise, a relatively simple exercise, it's a minimum of eight weeks before you attain um, a beginner level of skill. Um, and, and from there, it'll take you a couple of years to get to intermediate level of skill. Um, so just learning to do the doggone exercise in the first place to, you know, because what's, what's happening is your body, you know, you can imagine there's a little guy inside your brain and he's got a fuse box and he's moving things around trying to figure out what it is that you need and how to do this thing. And he's working on the sequencing. And once he figures out, you know, how to do that, then things start to smooth out. But, um, you know, just the right way to contract your muscles to create a certain movement minimum of eight weeks and and then you know every time you learn a new exercise or pick up a new exercise um there's that and then uh, as you as you noted um there's atrophy and so let's say you take a you know some time off well you've got a little bit of that what we call muscle memory but it's not perfect because even those connections take energy and so they start to undo them and so after a couple of you know i don't know months to years you know, you just can't do it the way you used to. You no. get back faster, yeah. but uh, you'll notice. You'll say, "Oh my God!" What, what's and I'll going tell you something else for you here? guys who are getting older, like me. Uh, taking off from my legs, I thought was going to make my legs feel better and stronger, and like, wow, I'm ready to get back at it. But my legs got weaker and achier and more pain, and I had pains in my knees I've never had before. They literally yeah. went away after one workout. I swear to God, I'm not joking with you. Yeah. So, yeah. so those of well, us who and, have had muscle on our legs and then it starts to go away, it, it it's not like as though it feels good. It it actually hurts. It it does, and it can be accompanied with uh, signs and symptoms of depression and a whole bunch of other things. Um, 
you know, so, and, and actually, you know, this is something I, uh, we've got to get together offline sometime in the next couple of days so that we can kind of get you going. Because one of the things that I can promise you is that if you're doing uh, the right type of, of locomotion work, you know, whether it's walking or cycling or swimming or running or whatever, um, you're not going to experience that. Um, yeah. That's something that you experience. Well, I, but see, you're my, my, you know, my problem, but my problem is, and, and we will talk offline, but just so the audience knows. Yeah, yeah. So this foot of mine, the left foot, the bones keep trying to push through the, the sole of the foot. I've got to go into a cam rocker boot for the next uh, probably two or three weeks because I keep opening up a wound in the bottom of my foot. And the doctor said, you know, you don't, you're you not off your feet long enough for it to heal. It's never going to heal. It's just never going to heal. And mm. so I, I, I'm going to be very – I think I'm going to get one of those Airdyne bicycles. I can probably yeah. do that. I can even do that, that with a cam boot. But, but, yeah, I'm a little hobbled, literally, like not figuratively, literally hobbled right now. Uh, so cardio yeah. isn't the easiest thing for me to do, but we will talk offline about that. Right, absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about some other adaptation things. Um, muscles, they adapt actually really quickly. Um, this is something that obviously you can see more or less immediate results within just a couple of days. Let's call it 72 hours. Uh, muscles will, will completely heal unless you just really trashed them because you weren't, uh, you, you're new to a certain activity. Um, but in general, to get really good results from uh, uh, strength increases, uh, the adaptation that occurs inside the muscle cells themselves to kind of fill it out a little bit, get some hypertrophy, that takes months. And it's, it's one of those things where if you're starting from uh, a low amount of muscle, as it were, if, you're, if your fat-free mass is low, this is definitely going to take some time. As a matter of fact, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really worry about uh, or, or really think too much about hypertrophy being an issue for a minimum of six months um, because you've got a lot of fat you have to strip away if you're the average American, um, and then you've got to build that stuff up, and you've got to build the rest of all these other systems to handle what you're trying to throw at the muscle because – this is, you know, we have a real problem in this country right now where people are building muscle strength so fast. Yeah. But the bones and the tendons yeah. and the ligaments. I'm, can't I'm, I'm actually ra- I'm raising my hand right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some of that yeah. has to do with the drugs I've used. There's no doubt about it. Sure. Um, yeah. But we're going to see even more of this. The study just came out that implicated PDE5 inhibitors as reducing collagen uh, mm. protein synthesis. Now, think about this. So one of the things that they're looking to use PDE5 inhibitors for right now is people who get um, have kidney problems where there's a, um, sc- a scarring turns into fibrotic tissue in the kidney. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't work. Well, if you give somebody like five milligrams of Cialis a day, they can actually reverse that and keep it from building up. But what this also implicates is that fibrinogen and some of these other collagen scaffolding uh, systems are reduced in the in the presence of a PDE5 inhibitor. Now you got guys right. out there right now; they're taking five and ten milligrams of, of Cialis a day because their doctor said it's good for their prostate. And they're going to go into the <laughs> gym and they're going to start getting strong. Well, you got to be prepared to take extra long because your tendons yeah. and ligaments aren't coming up to speed as fast as they should. So just keep that in yeah. mind if you are on a low dose PDE5 inhibitor. Right, so right. Just threw well, and, and and interestingly, you know, when it comes to anything fibroid related, I mean, just you know, high doses of systemic enzymes will will take care of that. Um, 
you know, but again, yeah. you've got to give that time to, to happen. Right. Um, connective tissue, speaking of which, is something that takes um, many, many, many months to years, many years. And that's really kind of a lifetime thing. I, uh, and there's certain things that you can do. Quasi-isometrics is one that really helps you to build better tendons and ligaments by placing more direct stress on them. But you have to remember with those tissues, you know, they heal very slowly. Mm-hmm. It takes a minimum they're, a, they're avascular. They're avascular. They get they, they get their that's blood right. supply from that around them, not through them. They have no blood vessels that's, in them. Yep, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and so it doesn't. You're you're just not gonna. Uh, you know, you, it takes a long time to heal, and so it. You know, so they'll say, you know, if you pull a muscle, uh, you know, tear a muscle or something, they'll say, well, you know, six months. I'm sorry, six weeks, and you can get back into training with physical therapy and all that. That tendon is not even going to begin to come back to normal for a solid six months. Yeah, um, it so took me a year. How- it took me a year after having my tricep reattached for me to feel yeah. like I could press with real confidence because um, right. my proprioceptiveness told me that there, I, 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 if I went too hard, I could feel I could feel the stress in that tendon. Mm-hmm. I could feel it. So. Oh yeah, isn't the body amazing that yeah. it's got that ability to yeah. do it? I yeah. Mean, it's, for, the, for those that don't understand what that is, your body has all these little uh, uh, receptors all over. All go, over. They, the I think they're, they're called go, go, Golgi apparatuses. They're called Golgi. Yeah, apparatuses. yeah. Right. And they're all over, and they're sending messages saying, "Hey, this is not okay. We've got a problem here. Pull the throttles on bicep number one." Right. You know. And, right. Right. And uh, and it does. It, it's a it's a governor system. It's a you know. So it's it it it, it holds you back. Um, hey Nate, I'm uh, looking at our yeah. time here. So, what are some of the early things it. that people will see once they start training? I mean, obviously, blood pressure drops, right? Well, blood pressure drops eventually. You, uh, yeah, you, you read the notes. You, you wanted to open up a, a can of uh, something there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, blood pressure is an interesting thing. When when you exercise, so first of all, normal blood pressure is one uh, one twenty over eighty. That's your systolic blood pressure over your diastolic blood pressure. And what that is is when your heart contracts and squeezes the blood out into the blood vessels, that is um, the pressure in your blood in your vascular system that's caused by by that contraction. That's systolic blood pressure. And then when the heart is filling and that pressure drops, the lowest point that it gets to is called diastolic uh, blood pressure. And, you know, in, in people that exercise in general, um, you know, you're looking at an increase of up to, say, 250 millimeters of mercury uh, is, is the technical um, measure, unit of measure, if you will, for blood pressure. And, you know, th- that carries with it some, some advantages. I mean, for one, um, it... it it pushes some of the plasma, some of the fluid into the interstitial spaces and into the cells itself. Um, but it also is related to um, uh, pressure or um, pushing oxygen into the cells as well. So there's a little, there's a bit of a advantage there. But the thing you have to understand is that a lot of that pressure is caused by the fact that the movement of muscles is constricting blood flow. So you make the pipes smaller, the pressure goes up. You make the pipes bigger, the pressure goes down. Um, now, in weightlifting, you know, they've, they've recorded uh, blood pressures of 450 over 350. Oh, dude, I'm sure that when I was squatting and deadlifting through Valsalva, especially because you hold your yeah. breath, it even goes up higher. I'm sure that I was right. hitting those kind of peaks. And, you know, 
there's something to be said for um, the type of blood pressure elevations you get from being an athlete versus being a sedentary couch potato. One is, is pathological. One is physiological. Um, mm-hmm. From training hard and heavy, yeah. that kind of Valsalva every day, you know, chest day, back day, leg day, you know, whatever – uh, your mm-hmm. blood vessels actually adapt as well. The pipes get thicker. They become more resilient. Yeah. They get So th- people need to understand something. Um, we've been taught that high blood pressure, anything over 120, over 80, is dangerous. But you take athletes, <laughs> you take athletes like strength athletes, the guys who are at the world, you know, for Olympic lifting, they could have resting blood pressures of, of 190 over 210. And, and yeah. doctors will go, oh, my God, this guy's going to No, dude. He's got a bigger pump, so he needs he he's pushing more psi, so he needs blood vessels that can handle that. This guy has been upgraded; he's an upgraded human being. There's a big difference mm-hmm. between pathological and physiological physiological hemodynamic changes in the body, and people doctors right. don't get that; they just don't get it. Yeah, some doctors do. Fighter uh, uh, flight surgeons for fighter squadrons understand it because fighter pilots need high blood pressure. Uh, because when they when they do uh, very high Interesting. maneuvers, sure, yeah, I mean it, their blood their blood they... their blood wants to be pinned to the back of their body, and if that if right. they don't have high or, blood or pressure to over, overcome that, yeah, 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 they actually wear a suit to increase their blood pressure. So as they're turning tight, what happens is it shifts um, fluid. As I understand it, it's either fluid or air. I don't remember exactly how that system works, but basically. It squeezes the legs to to push the blood back up into the thorax and into the I'll head uh, to keep these guys conscious. Yeah. Wow. So now you're and and you're absolutely right. But there there's you know that rule of everything in moderation because one of the things that you see with these guys, especially powerlifters and guys that are really addicted to to the bodybuilding game, you ever notice that there there's a lot of swollen joints and a lot of coughing going on yeah. with these guys. Yeah. It's because they're doing what's called third spacing. Because their training, which is the majority of their daily activity, is such high blood pressure. So it, there's a positive side to it, but there's a negative side it's to it as well. It's pushing blood into is, the tissue. Yeah, it's pushing, well, and more and more, not the platelets, but the plasma. It's pushing the liquid uh. into the tissue and into their lungs. And, you know, when that starts to happen in old people, we call it congestive heart failure. You know, the reason, the, the, now the reason for that pressure increase is because the heart is failing. But, um, but you're, you're now creating a, a medical health issue problem um, by doing too much of that type of work. And so these guys that have uh, a lot of swelling, people don't understand, you know, when they, they, they're walking around and they look puffy. Well, what is that? That's water. That's water. Now, it might be there because it's following creatine. It might be there because there's third spacing from all this um, Heavy work. Uh, weightlifting that they're doing. It might be there because there's a, a, a histamine reaction because of the fact that they've ripped up their muscles. There's a whole cascade of different things. So it's just the devil's in the details there. You can overdo it. And, and as you said, yes, a lot of these guys, you know, they need it depending on what they're doing. But in the military point of view, and actually, this is actually a great talking point, um, in the military point of view, what we're trying to do is build endurance athletes. And so what we're trying to do is 
have you do the most amount of work, as in the physics definition of work, at the lowest blood pressure, the lowest heart rate, the lowest mm. physiological impact for doing that. And that's a really important point, uh, because if I have you, and I've done this in, in times when I've been out of shape, if I put a 70-pound pack on you and have you walk 12 miles as fast as you can, and you have a high heart rate, and you have a high blood pressure, and you get to the end, your head is pounding. It takes you forever to recover from that. Uh, it's a very, very negative thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so the devil's in the details on blood pressure. We've got to be careful on, on how we apply it. We've got to look at the whole human being. I like that That's idea fine. of training. And so real quick before we go into the break, would it make yeah. sense that people, again, this comes back to the fact that people need to do more cardio. If, if you are somebody who's doing a lot of this third spacing work, doesn't it make sense yeah. that you up your, your slow, steady cardio that keeps your heart rate at that 120? Won't that help pull yeah. some of that fluid back into the blood vessels? Well, it not only does that, uh, it, it certainly will do that. <clears throat> because, um, and, and actually, goodness gracious, um, there's... <laughs> There's a couple of there's a couple of ways to go. I'd like to reattack this when we come back from okay. the break, okay? Because there's a, a, a real interesting piece here, and, and it's just going to take too long, okay. b- uh, Before the break, okay? Let's do that. When we come back, we'll pick it up on the other side. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Anaboutminds.com is the premier website for credible information on building muscle, burning fat, supplementation, and more. With over 100,000 active registered members and over 2.5 million posts, it's one of the largest communities on the Internet to get help and answers to your questions. It's also the place that the official Superhuman Radio Forum is hosted. Visit AnabolicMinds.com today and get into the action. AnabolicMinds.com. Learn. Teach. Lead. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. Would you train with it? You'll gain with it. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. If you followed my transformation on Facebook, you've been wondering what I've done to create such dramatic results. One of the things is I've started every day with the Kegenics Prime and then trained fasted and remained fasted till my first meal at 2 o'clock. Kegenics Prime gives me all the energy I need while shutting down hunger. And since the ketones are bound to a quad mineral blend, I'm getting all the magnesium, calcium, potassium, and sodium I need to keep my minerals in balance. Try Kegenics Prime yourself 
yourself. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Kigenix banner ad today and save 25% off your first purchase. Kigenix Prime. I couldn't have done it without it. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. 4.6 million years of evolution gave us the blueprint for the perfect protein supplement for humans. So why do all protein supplement manufacturers ignore it? We don't. The first human-appropriate protein supplement is Thrive Advanced. Built around the blueprint of mother's milk, Thrive Advanced contains the amino acids, peptides, micronutrients, enzymes, probiotics, and vitamins that support protein absorption and assimilation. All of our dairy proteins come from happy cows on pastures here in the United States and are low-heat pasteurized. You'll never find any artificial sweeteners, additives, or ingredients. You won't even find thickeners or gums in Thrive Advanced. And we back up our label claims with post-production lab analysis that's available right on our website. Visit superhumanradio.com and click the Thrive Advanced banner ad and use code SHR and save 50% off your entire order today. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. So as we were going into the break, I kind of derailed the discussion, and Nate felt that he has to do a little bit more discussing about <laughs> what I've discussed because it takes more time. But it, we're never going to finish the whole show in the hour. We really need to give the notes. No. You need to make the notes available at your website. Um, can you do that? I can do that, yeah. I'll, I'll figure out a way that, that that's best to do that because, yeah, I tend to send you a book every week, don't yeah, I? Yeah, and you know what? If you put all these last three or four together, it, it's really great stuff. MilitaryMultisport.com. Keep your eye out there. Sign up for the newsletter, and Nate will let you know when all of these notes are available. So go ahead. We, we, we kind of took a different yeah, direction definitely. about cardio here. Yeah, yeah. no, I— well, I love how I love how we jump all over the place. I think it's great. Um, so the question you would ask is that if if folks are experiencing, um, you know, swollen joints, swollen muscles, coughing, that type of thing, basically signs and symptoms of, of third spacing of, of fluid, um, shouldn't they do more more cardio? And I, and I would I would urge the terminology to be a little bit more along the lines of of aerobic locomotion or something like that. Just People walking the dog, and yeah, they think right. Hit, know. hit. You yeah, know, I got to go, go in there and I got to sprint. Yeah, no, no. You're talking about right. Go, like, like for me, going for a walk. Um, when you're like appreciating the sun coming up in the morning and you're just kind of wrapped up in uh-huh. that, as opposed to oh, I got to get this done in 30 minutes to get home in the shower. Yeah, it's just got to be yeah, a leisurely absolutely. walk. Whatever that is for you, whatever that embarkation is for you, that's what it needs to be. Absolutely, yeah. And and what that does is it it. It, you know, you're not working at anywhere near the intensity. And so and one of the reasons why things like walking are better or swimming or whatever is that you're engaging the whole body. So what, I want, what you need to understand is that if you're, for example, on a, on a recumbent bike, you are hinged at the hips and you're cycling. And what that does, what that hinging does is it actually impedes blood flow. And so you're, you kind of have two containers of blood, and yes, blood's moving, of course it is, but you're not getting the amount of transfer that you ought to. 
um, and you're you're creating a pressure a in an area of higher blood pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah higher, high, yeah, and uh, so that's that's not particularly good. But at those lower intensities, your blood vessels are going to be uh, more relaxed. They're they're going to be getting squeezed less. Um, there's going to be uh, that pressure differential, and so that combined with flow absolutely is going to help the the fluid transfer to occur back into the blood. But there's a really, really, really interesting thing that occurs. And uh, I, was, I was reading some uh, Soviet sports science, and I kept seeing a number. There's, there's a lot of numbers once you start digging into that body of science. There's numbers that keep coming up, and they're not a coincidence. And one of them is, this, is 15% of one rep max. And it's a very significant mm. number because blood pressure, is not affected until you exceed 15% of your one rep max. Now, that's really interesting. Um, and that's, that goes for, by the way, running you know, anything locomotive as well as um, resistance training, working in the gym. And that, that's really, really interesting because if you were to look at whatever 15% of your one rep max is and, and do work with that weight, um, I did a calculation some years ago, and I, I was able to equate that, basically looking at what the uh, potential for human strength is across all the various different movement patterns and lifts, and then determined what 15% of that would be, and there is a way to equate that to, uh, to body weight. And at the end of the day, what you end up with is some really interesting correlations. But if you just do something like work with 35 pounds, and that sounds insane to most muscle heads, but we're going to have Ian Edgar on because Ian took me up on this little challenge. Uh, Ian started working out with 35 pounds, and the things that are happening to his body are insane. Um, just, it's unbelievable the transformation that's occurred with him. Um, but the point that I'm trying to make is that one of the secrets of manual labor. Why is it that farmers and loggers and, and dock workers and construction workers and all that, how is it that they're able to be so strong? It's because they're working at those low, low numbers, which correspond with 15% or less wow. of your one rep max, right? Interesting. So this is the holy grail of building amazing tendons, amazing ligaments, you know, that, that old man strength, you know, that just crushes you. Right uh, or crushes whatever you grab onto. Right, um, it's 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 a very interesting way to look at strength training, and I've adapted everything that I do around this, and it's part of the secret to the, to the success that I have with military multisport. You know, oh, sorry, I know there are a lot of people. After go, that. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry. So, uh, hold that thought. Uh, the next thing is that some people will make the leap and say, "Okay, well then I have to build my maximum strength." So that fifteen percent of my right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't work that way, <laughs> right? You know, farmers don't get strong by going out and getting super strong, and then having that fifteen percent of one rep max. That's not the way it works. It's not the way human physiology works. There's a rule in running, and I've said for years now that anything that applies in running or anything locomotive applies to weight training as well, and it absolutely does. There's a rule in running that you never or rarely ever increase 10% a week in your volume. 
And that's really important because people injure themselves constantly learning to run by doing too much too soon. You can get away with, today I'm going to bump up my, my distance by 20%, uh, but then you've got to pull it back. It's more like don't, and so with weights, it's like don't progress more than, more than 10%. I prefer something like 2% or 5%, and that's how you get actual linear progression over time. Again, you have to be consistent. So at the end of six months or a year, it's like, holy crap, look at where I am. Um, and an example of that in a weightlifting context would be, you know, let take 16 workouts and over 16 workouts, add two and a half pounds each time, starting with your 50, 50% one rep max in the beginning. That's the easiest, stupidest thing you ever did. And by the end of it, well, good luck if you finish it, right? you know, because it's so difficult. Right. Um, so don't undercount that. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it fits nicely into the context of the, of our, our show today. And so everything mm-hmm. that we've been talking about uh, has been discussed in, and couched in such a way as to imply the farmer, the lumberjack, they've been at this for years, you know. Yeah. And, and, and so to come full circle, the bottom line is can you get where you'd like to be? Yes. Can you get there in six weeks? No. Can you get there in a no. couple of years? Perhaps not. It depends on your personal level of physical disrepair. I want to repeat the mm-hmm. question that I threw in there because it's an important one. Yeah. If you've spent the last 30 years of your life getting your body to where it is today in a complete mess and you expect to start this new diet or this new workout or taking these new pills and you think you're going to take 30 years of consistency – You've been so consistent. You've been so good. You get a star every day because you've been so consistent on living such a shitty lifestyle for 30 years that you're going to reverse it in six months, six weeks, maybe even six years. Um, mm-hmm. you got to wake up and be realistic. And the key here, as you're talking about, is forget about the high school reunion or whatever it is that you think you want to look good for and start embracing the journey. Because your yeah. phys- the physical manifestation will come probably well after all of the other really, really important benefits take take root first. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the priorities are so skewed. And there, there's two things I, that I'd love to address on that. The first is um, the, the vanity that's, that's involved. Um, just ba- it, just, it just baffles me. You know, people always want this right now for some kind of give me attention kind of, of reason. Um, I want to look good for, you know, the, the girl that I was crushing on Instagram. She broke Instagram. my heart. Inst- yeah. Everybody, everybody Inst- wants to be a social media uh, giant today. Yeah. But, but my question is what else? Like, that's it. Like, that's all you're living for. Like that's, that's all you're going to train for. Then what are you going to do after the reunion? Just go back to being a fat ass. I mean, yeah, What's, what's your game here? And so then that leads into the other thing, which is you shouldn't be doing it for any of those types of reasons. This is, this is a lifestyle for a reason because, you know, if you don't value your life enough to do this, if you don't value your life enough to, to lead a healthy lifestyle, then, then you really need to get some help. Um, you know, because just doing this for the family reunion doesn't excuse the fact that you're going to die early of cancer because, yeah. You live a lifestyle that puts you into a, a, a highly acidic 
a tissue environment for the majority of the time. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. So, you know, the first reason to exercise in the first place is health. You can't have fitness without health for one. Um, and, and then if you want to, like, I can't stand the idea of going quietly into the night. Right. Oh, hell no. Um, I would rather go hiking and fall off a cliff and die at 70 than, than die at 99 in a recliner in an old folks home. Right. I forget it, you know, but I want to be able to do that. And I've trained, you know, I was talking to coach Edgar the other day. Um, when, when I was in Russia, I trained with a lot of old men and I'm talking in their eighties and they were kicking my ass really? all over the dojo floor and all over the gym. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, these guys are in their mid-80s. I had this guy get really mad at me uh, when I was doing martial arts over there, and he beat the daylights out of me because I was going too easy on him. Um, so you probably, you would not want to meet that guy really? in the valley. Um, oh. oh, yeah. And then there was another guy that was, uh, I want to say, 79 in, in the gym that I was working out in. Um, I went there. I was training under uh, one of the top uh, kettlebell sport coaches over there, <clears throat> and this guy came in every day. And he was throwing around 32-kilo kettlebells like they were, you know, a Nerf football. Right. It was unbelievable. Um, and in every movement pattern, you know, this man was doing ass-to-grass squats. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. And, yeah, never even got out of breath. So I look at that and I say, that's what I want to be. Right. I don't, right. you know, I, and, and I don't want to be the guy that says, yeah, you know, back in the day, you know, I, I lifted really heavy and, and and I used to do that. Hey, can, but, but hey, can, can, hey, can you help me? Up. Hey, can you help me get out of this chair? <laughs> <laughs> exactly I know, right. I know, yeah. I know. I don't want to be that guy either. That's why I'm. Walk. That's why I'm changing what I do because I don't want to be that guy either. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, well, and that's. The, I think that's the most insidious thing about the fitness industry's marketing is that it sold people this bag of goods, and and it's now injured thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Uh, it's wrecked their lives. I mean, I'm sure your life would be a heck of a lot better without these injuries. Right. Um, Absolutely. And th- and they're preventable. So so this comes back. I mean, just on that point, I know we're jumping all over the place, but you know, I I look at the Department of Defense studies, and they and the injury rates for the for soldiers in the, in the Department of Defense is through the roof. They've never been higher, and and they say that over ninety percent. They say right in the studies that. Over 90% of these injuries are caused by the unit PT program, the unit physical training program, and that over 90% of those injuries are 100% preventable, which means that amazing. they're beating these guys into the ground, hurting them, and doing it all again tomorrow. Yeah. And, and their response has been crickets, nothing. They just keep coming up with dumber and dumber stuff. And... uh further and further departure from reality. It's unbelievable. So, you know, it, it's, it's really unfortunate that people are doing that to themselves, but, uh, but they are. Well, um, I think, I think, it, but a lot of it has to do with what they think uh, they want and what they think that it's going to give them. Everybody thinks they want to be freakishly muscular and, and big and, yeah. but they don't understand that that may not give them the functionality that they need to live their lives. Or, or even right, get themselves right. out of a jam, you know, like like not get hit by that mm-hmm. car, <laughs> you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, right. I, I, and again, it comes back, unfortunately, it comes back to marketing. It comes back to what it does has been sold. 
as the fitness paradigm and what people think Uh they want. And when they look at people's pictures, they go, oh, that person must have what I want. I need to look like that. I need to train like that. And and that person may not be doing that well at all. I know a lot of people who look friggin' good and are having heart attacks right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the guys are dropping right and left these Especially days, when you they? get to my age, brother. You know, I'm having a lot yeah. of people like all of a sudden, well, did you hear who died? No. Who? Oh, did you hear who died? No. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. I'm going to be 60 in June. I don't want to die at 63. I want to I <laughs> live. Look, my mother and father both lived. My mother lived to be 89. My father, eighty-eight. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to get there, but I would like to be yeah. in better shape than they were. They they were part of that old paradigm. You took all the drugs your doctor told you, and you sat at home and waited to die. <laughs> That's not me. I it's I want to so go. I want to go. I want to go in the gym. I want somebody yeah. to say, "Holy crap! Yeah. That guy just pulled six hundred pounds, and then he dropped dead." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Yeah. That was me. Right. Right. Yeah. Well. You know, th- this might be a good time. I know we're 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 kind of towards the end, but it yeah. might be a good time for one of the biggest points that I wanted to make today um, is the fact that when it comes to all of these adaptations, and of course we didn't touch half of them. I mean, I've no, been, I know I there's there's, there's like four, four pages, pages of stuff. Here. I know, I know. Yeah, I, <laughs> I do that, so we've got stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> but uh, the one, I think probably the one of the biggest points that I wanted to make today about all of this adaptation stuff is that, and I guess this comes back to now bagging on the fitness industry and their marketing once again. Um, one of the things that I was very frustrated about and that I found was that, um, you know, I was, I was pretty impressionable as we all are when we're teenagers. And I, I remember vividly re, uh, reading all the magazines and they would talk about, what all of the benefits of, of bodybuilding and, and resistance training was and building muscle and all that. And what they did was they listed off all of the adaptations to exercise. But that's a critical point. Those are adaptations to a certain type of exercise. And what the weeder folks did was they just lumped it in and said, well, you know, lifting weights is exercise, so it all counts. There yeah. you go. Boom. Done. The problem is, is that most of those adaptations that make you healthier, that make you a better human being, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are adaptations to aerobic exercise, mm-hmm. not weightlifting. <laughs> weightlifting is supposed to make you better at everything else. If you don't do everything else, you're missing the forest for the trees. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, when it comes to the, the majority of that stuff, um, you are missing the forest for the trees if you think that weightlifting is going to give you, um, for example, that good eccentric hypertrophy. It can't because when you're weightlifting, your blood pressure is high. That means your heart is contracting against very high pressure, which means you're building concentric hypertrophy, and that's a problem. So <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. No, no, I get it. It's, you got to be balanced. It's all about balance. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, yeah. Very, it's critical for life. Absolutely. Hey, Nate, so we are That's off not... next week, right? Next week is uh, the holidays. So. Is yeah, let's week? let's pick it up. Well, you know, I think next week's the 21st, but, you know. Oh, I'm, no, no, no. Let's do, let's do, no, no, let's do, let's do next week then. We'll do next week like we're supposed you to do on Thursday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot the okay. holiday happens on a Saturday, Sunday, Monday this year. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, what we'll, what we can do then is we can um, next week. Then what I'd like to do, I'll give everyone a Christmas present. You know, we've been talking about adaptation and and recovery and all that fun stuff. Um, I developed a method. Uh, I say I developed it because I haven't found anyone else that's done this. Um, that I call the force production method, and it's a, a method of optimizing your recovery and adaptation in weight training. So um, I'll have the notes over to you here shortly. I've already started them, but uh, I think folks are going to really like that. Um, when Coach Edgar and I were testing this out a couple of years ago, we were walking around with a pump, like an Arnold Schwarzenegger-style pump for, that lasted three days. It was amazing. And you just you feel on top of the world. So that'll be my Christmas present for there everyone. There you go. That's going to be wonderful. All right, so then we'll see you next week, okay, Nate? Sounds great, Carl. Thank and, you so much. Yeah, of course. And, and we'll see everybody next week. I'm gone. Bye. Woohoo!